Let's Grow Big Together and all the other podcasts created by Feast of Fun are made possible because of fabulous people just like you. For an ad-free experience, go to feastoffun.com slash plus and sign up today. Or visit us at Patreon, patreon.com slash feastoffun. When it comes to building your best body, it helps to have a passion for performance and getting an audience all riled up. Let's grow big together. The only podcast that thrusts it. I'm Fausto Fernos. And I'm Mark Fillion. In this series, we're taking a look at the passion for muscle, how to build it, how to keep it, muscle gods and muscle worship, and how LGBT folks are connected to bodybuilding. Today, we're chatting with nightclub entertainer Danny Wilcox, who dances at the Lucky Horseshoe and runs a lucrative content-based website for his admirers. Danny needs to be jacked, but keep as much of his flexibility so he can tumble for his fans on stage and look like a demigod when he's starring in boudoir films of a pleasurable nature. Plus, finding someone to do muscle worship with you. And how not to be intimidated by bigger, muscular guys at the gym. Welcome to Let's Grow Big Together, Danny. All right. Hey, hey, everyone. Are you ready to get a little sensual in here? <laughs> I know I am. Oh, yeah. How, how did the, the, the name uh, Danny Wilcox come to be? So I had a very close friend, the first friend I ever made in college, and his name was Dan. Um, I'd always heard people say I looked like a Danny, so when he passed away and I started getting into porn um, not long after, I decided to just honor him by using his name because it really is what he would have wanted. He loved sex. And then Wilcox <laughs> just kind of uh, came naturally because you know I will. <laughs> so, so how did your friend love sex exactly? We met at a frat party that uh, he had joined the frat but then left later, but um, we actually ended up kind of hooking up. We didn't go all the way, but he was kind of a big slut. Um, yeah, and I so was did, a little So he too. wanted you and, and you didn't want him, but then he died and you're like, well, I got to give him something. Well, there, there actually was <laughs> even a little bit more than that, but um, yeah. we decided we'd make better friends in the end. Well, that's nice. And, and so uh, when he passed away, you uh, decided to pay tribute to him by giving your uh, on stage persona. Oh yes. His name. And you also got a tattoo as well. Yes, I did here. I can show it. All right. You don't. Oh, <laughs> slowly, slowly. It's too nice a jump. So to it rush. says Dan on there. Yes. And then you have the apre apex predator of the oceans, the orca. Yes. The killer whale, but it's a gay killer whale. Yes, it is. So um, it'll do your hair and then kill you. Yes, it will. Everyone always thinks it's a dolphin, but they're just, <laughs> they're just not looking closely enough. Plus, it's dark. Do you, do you know ocean. how they kill killer whales? Hmm. They, they work in teams, and what happens is they'll hit a killer whale uh, or a great white shark, and they'll hit the white great and turn it upside down. And once it goes upside down, it freezes, and then they just chomp away at it and kill it. You think the killer whale is the great predator, but no, it's the orca. And, and Danny, is that, is that how you operate? <laughs> you turn them a upside down bit. and Well, people, uh, people usually don't see me coming, although I do turn yeah. a lot of people upside down. <laughs> well, because you actually do tumble in your stage act uh, at different nightclubs. You were mm -hmm. performing out of town last night. Uh, yeah, I was in Traverse City, Michigan, uh -huh. and um, I was just dancing for a special event. I didn't have very much room, maybe a five by five foot box, but I could still do a scorpion, a handstand, uh, kind of a split. I do all that on very little space. And we were actually, before we started taping, Danny and I studied with Sylvia Hernandez uh, from Ringley Brothers and Bailey, Barnum and Bailey Circus, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was my teacher and he's, she's her, her teacher too. Yeah, it, um, my circus yeah. class in college was actually the yeah. one class I was at the top of. Interestingly. Well, you got <laughs> Sylvia's giving out grades Are you not now? normally at the top? Well, uh, you, you did have to get a grade for it, but I was just consistently, everything we did, I did well at. And other people were jealous. And I was kind of like, in all my math classes and everything else, I didn't do as well. I mean, in college, in high school, I was stellar. Um, but me and her had a great relationship. What is it that inspired you to doing like circus arts exactly? Um, I've always just felt like I'm a little weird. And people always say... Like, why don't you just go join the circus um, for, if, for somebody who's just on the fringe a little bit? And once I started getting into it in the class, just that kind of environment, working with people who do circus, who like perform at festivals and things, I just felt a little less weird. I felt more at home. Mm. It's an interesting lifestyle, right? Oh, yeah. The carny lifestyle. Oh, yeah. It's hard on your body, though, if you're going to do those circus arts, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only 23, but I have to put Voltaren on my wrist, like the arthritis cream, because um, they just ache sometimes after tumbling so much. Oh, wow. Well, you know, the hardest the, a part of, uh, <laughs> I'm not making a sexual joke here, of li- working and living in the circus, it's living in those trains. Uh, some of these people actually like live on these little trains and they go from town to town doing their shows. And so you're, you know, it's like worse than working on a cruise ship, you know, for a lot of these people. And so they're just like, when they finally sort of get back to real life or, you know, not living on a train, it's, uh, they're kind of relieved at that point, you know? Yeah, I can relate to that a little bit because when filming, you're basically living out of a backpack or mm-hmm. a suitcase and you're not often in your own bed. Um, a lot of, you spend a lot of time in other people's beds. Sometimes it's no one's bed. But um, <laughs> I, I'm home maybe every other night between uh, staying with my boyfriend and being out of town for gigs or filming. And sometimes it's hotels, sometimes it's Airbnbs. Yesterday was um, an old mental asylum in Michigan. You slept in a mental asylum? Former one. It was uh, turned okay. into a shopping center and condos. Oh, okay. I was, oh, no, wow. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Did it look like a, a mental institution? Yeah. Yes. Although it was um, one of those where like beauty is uh, therapy uh, was the philosophy. So they treated everyone very well. They didn't like tie people down and torture them or anything. So they like did their hair and their nails and makeup and stuff. Perhaps. I'm not sure. I know it was built in the 1800s. So it's was there any building. weird remnants in, in, in the condo that you stayed in? Like, was there like electroshock chambers or anything? Nothing that I saw. The basement just had very low ceilings where all the shopping was. And um, the rooms were just very oddly laid out. Mm. They had a, like communal hallways that were very large. People had like armoires there with things in them. Um, and all the doors had windows above them that like you could see the light in someone's condo through it. Oh my God. Mm. Uh, well, it was it an expensive hotel because they're like, you know, oh, you're staying at an insane asylum. It's four hundred dollars a night. You um, know, <laughs> the the venue um, that I worked with, uh, somebody there paid for it. So I actually have no idea how much it costs. Wow. Well, that's 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 really did cool. You, did though. you get to shoot any content? No, I didn't. Then I was uh, a little sleep deprived after working a bunch mm. of days in a row beforehand and friends dragging me out after. So mm. I, I didn't do anything else. Mm. So let's go back uh, and talking about high school. You know, a lot of people actually never seen me uh, play the chimes. We actually are streaming the show live on YouTube and Instagram, where YouTube and Facebook mm-hmm. on my profile. And I, you know, people think that all the sound effects are foleyed in, but no, it's, it's really me just hitting gongs and shit like that. Um, you know, and, and, Let's Grow Big Together is about uh, a lot of people listen to the show while they're uh, commuting to the gym or going to work. And we want to get you pumped. We want to get you excited to live your best life and pursue your best body. And part of that is uh, sort of like exploring the journey of what it takes to look amazing and to accept yourself unconditionally. And because you love yourself unconditionally, you're going to feed yourself the best food, stretch, kick, and stretch. <laughs> I'm 50, 50 years old. Uh, you, you, you know, to, to live your best life, to get in the gym and make a difference for yourself and just feel good and feel better, you know. And in terms of, you know, uh, our guest here today, you know, Danny has a phenomenal physique and he you know, sort of, you know, makes a living like by the way you look. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't look good, your bank account goes to zero. Yes, it does. So, you know, is that like sort of uh, intimidating or, or frustrating when you're at the gym? You don't feel like working out or, or is it the opposite? Like you're just like, I better get to the gym because otherwise, I, you know, I'm going to be out on the street. I When I first really started working out and up until maybe two years ago, because I didn't really start heavily working out until mm-hmm. my um, freshman year of college, um, it was uh, intimidating. I felt like I couldn't ever stop even if I was tired. But now it energizes me knowing that, like knowing that I'm making my living and looking and feeling great. Um, although I am young enough that sometimes if I'm not feeling good, I'll only do like a half assed workout. What's your workout like? Uh, it's a mixture of some heavy lifting, calisthenics. Um, For what you, people don't know what calisthenics is, that's like sit-ups, push-ups, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anything that body uses weight. your body weight. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So heavy lifting, uh, body weight exercises. Mm-hmm. I often do um, yoga and Pilates type exercises while holding weights, um, things like that. 
a lot of very active stuff because I don't actually do cardio at the gym. So mm -hmm. I get my cardio when I dance and I try to work it in with weights. Mm, you know, uh, Mark uh, was doing Pilates and, you know, he lost a lot of weight when he realized that it was Pilates and not pies and lattes. <laughs> <laughs> That's his joke. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I love saying that joke. It's a good joke. We actually have it on a t-shirt if you want to buy it at visafun.com slash store. What? It's really? Uh, yes. Pies and lattes. Yeah. Uh, you can't argue with the math. No, pies and lattes equals Pilates. That's right. Ah, and, well, yeah. I do love pie. Do you? Oh. Do you? Oh. oh. Hey. You just have to bring the cream. You basically, like, your tattoos are all excuses for you to, like, lift your... I mean, why are you wearing clothes right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, at work I'm not, and right now I'm not at work, so... Go ahead, and if you, you know, if you want to. All right. Well, you might as well... Let's, oh, my let's, goodness. Let's see all of them. Ugh. Slowly, slowly, it's too nice to jump to so you have a puzzle. You have a puzzle piece, and is that human uh, tissue underneath it? Yeah, in um, college I studied anatomy and physiology, and I was studying biomedical engineering um, at my other college, and I've always just had an interest in health, so I decided I wanted to get a piece missing. I'm not actually missing any pieces. I have everything here. Shut but up, I so drew this one really myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really great. That's really clever and fun. Yeah, it's like you're a, like a Borg or like a Terminator. Mm -hmm. But you're gay and cuddly and cute and jacked. And is that blueberries up on your shoulder? Uh, Japanese cherry blossom. It was a fundraiser oh. for Planned Parenthood, so all the profits went to them. I don't want to like misgender you or, or what, what is your sexual identity and your gender identity right now? I consider myself um, gay, although I am a little bit bi-curious in the opposite direction most people expect. I mean, you may eventually yeah. see me wearing a straight for pay t-shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I identify as male. I love having a penis. Um, and I, I mean, I do feel that I have a lot of feminine traits, but I don't think that gender is that simple. Like, yeah. I just kind of do what I want to like. I'll wear dangly earrings if I want to, or a skirt, or anything like that. And do you wear those when you're dancing, that kind of thing? And do you, uh, you probably get different kinds of clientele and different tips for different looks, right? I or tend to make more reactions. money, I've noticed, when I dress more like a jock. Yeah. But then again, people usually like me either way. I mean, mm -hmm. I make less money when I wear glasses, too, but that has nothing to do with my gender. Yeah, I always shake my glasses off when I bartend, too. I play nerd. I do nude scene. <laughs> Don't make me punch your throat. Uh, were you dancing with masks on? Yes. And that's got to be hard, too, because I really feel like tips went down like when I would bartend or like when you're wearing a mask because they don't see you so much as a human, right? Yeah, it's, um, sometimes it's just hard to hear with how loud the music is there. Mm -hmm. They don't get to see your face, so they wouldn't get to see my smile, Aww. unfortunately. Um, but also, it just when you're moving as vigorously as I do, it can get a little bit difficult to breathe. And some of those masks, when I would breathe in heavily, it would like try to go into my mouth. Um, so that was a little unpleasant, but uh, unnecessary. Do you ever do a routine where you dance really frenetically, get in a chair, and then a bucket of water gets poured on you, and you <laughs> come back like this, and Not then you yet. get accepted to a dance school? <laughs> and then, and then at, uh, during the dance audition, everybody's like not into what you're doing because it's too slutty. And then you win them over because with your energy and your passion, and you're like, you know, what a feeling. Um, no water, but I did it's handcuff believing. a dildo to my wrist at work the other day, and I kept telling everyone it was a charm bracelet. Uh. <laughs> that was a fun and, and so in terms of like you know your workout, so you're you're sort of doing what uh, the workout that a, like a circus acrobat would do. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something like you kind of develop from studying with Sylvia or or in the circus arts, or is that something like? You sort of piecemeal together on your own. It's definitely been pieced together from yeah. all sorts of different places. Whenever mm -hmm. I talk to somebody who's into bodybuilding and fitness, I um, get tips from them, learn new things. Some of it came from high school um, in the HOPE class, Health Opportunities Through Physical Education, where we would go to a gym and learn how to create a workout routine, how to use equipment, um, sometimes go outside. That's really great that your high school taught you that. A lot of schools, they don't they don't teach you that at all. It's like, uh, you're going to get hit by a dodgeball, and you're going to play volleyball and kickball, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. going to play bombardment. <laughs> bombardment. <laughs> bombardment. But you know, you're like, uh, this is just bullying with balls and not the fun that kind. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, you learned uh, fitness in high school, mm -hmm. and then you uh, in, in high school you went sort of – 
uh, took also an interest in culinary arts. Yes, I went to a vocational high school, so I spent half my day for two years um, in a kitchen learning how to cook. And every Friday we would bake, so I got um, kind of an externship thing where instead of going to class, I would work in a bakery as a pastry chef and decorator. Oh, that's really fun. So, Danny, you studied circus arts with Sylvia. You, as a in high school, you studied confectionery arts. Mm-hmm. You've uh, danced almost naked for audiences. Are you sure you're not me from the time traveling? <laughs> I mean, that's so crazy that you, we have that like shared experience. We really you know? do. That's really awesome because Sylvia yeah. just, she's a wonderful teacher and circus just yeah. helps you learn things about your body and about fitness that you can't get as easily other ways. Yeah. You know, my biggest problem is when I was doing that with Sylvia as I was a vegan. <laughs> and so from there you started went into dancing and then you started doing uh you know what people would call porn videos yes but you're doing them mostly online or for a company or um i am one of those performers who does it all um like yeah. i got into porn before i got into go-go dancing yeah. but i had people tell me i should do it and i kind of thought to myself one day i don't think i'm better than a porn star i personally think we could have a porn star president in my lifetime but um, I started well, technically with uh, Trump was a porn star president. <laughs> Just nobody wanted to watch the video. <laughs> Except that's Vladimir true. Putin. <laughs> oh, that's true. It wasn't with yeah. him. I don't know. I think it was a, a bunch Peeing of sex workers in, yeah. in, in a hotel. Right. Yeah. 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 And so when you were doing, what was the name of the company that you did? I mean, can people pay to watch these things now? Um, you have to go to the website. The first studio I worked with was uh, the same people who produced Broke Straight Boys, although they didn't want me on there because I have a rainbow tattoo. Although it is. So they wanted you to pretend to be straight for pay. Yes. Hence the t-shirt. Well, that one's um, actually kind of the opposite. That one's gay for pay. Gay for, pay. Gay for pay. But I'm okay. the opposite. Like, I, I will um, be with a woman sexually for money. But you were pretending to be straight so then you could pretend to be gay. But they didn't want him. They didn't want him for that because he had the rainbow tattoo. Yeah, they, and you, couldn't co- you couldn't cover it up with makeup or anything. Not really. Although it was to commemorate a friend who was also gay. It, was, it wasn't just because I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so how did they approach you? They just found you and were just like, hey, I think you'd be good for a, a film. Uh, no, I started applying to studios and mm-hmm. somebody referred me to Shane Frost, my former agent. And he got me in with them. So I, my first website was College Dudes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you had sex in a dorm? Fake dorm. A fake dorm? It's just a, a big house in Georgia. <laughs> what, what's the hardest thing about, you know, because usually, you know, most people who are filming sexual content for, you know, OnlyFans or, you know, for to, to sell online, mm-hmm. they're sort of in control of everything, right? Like right here, it's just us and the camera. There's no crew or anything. So hopefully it's a more relaxing environment. <laughs> Not stressful at all. Or uh, you're in the opposite, where there's a crew of about five or six people. There's a lighting that's really strong. Um, there's just all kinds of circumstances that are going to make you tense. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you need to do anal or, or something else. Yeah. Well, something I, um, I hadn't thought about, because this is my first time being on a podcast, mm-hmm. is that this I feel as exposed as doing porn because I'm really showing a bit of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like with porn, that's really acting because it's mm-hmm. it's modeling, but it's acting more so. I've noticed people can't tell when I'm faking it in videos. So a lot of people claim they can, but they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing about podcasts and why it, it really is a powerful medium is there's an intimacy to it. You know, it's like an intellectual or, or emotional intimacy that people have uh, with the listeners. They, they listen to the podcast in kind of a private setting. Mm-hmm. So there, there is I can see why you're like it is a, a little bit different than porn, because when you're making porn, it's you, you're you're. You're using your intimate parts of your body, but you don't necessarily have an intimate feeling, right? Yeah, people don't even necessarily know how, what my voice actually sounds like in porn, because a lot of times, at least with studios, they want mm-hmm. you to sound a certain way or say lines a certain way. Um, and sometimes I'll listen to my own videos and I don't even really recognize myself. So you don't, you don't use like a demon voice like, this is Danny Wilcox. <laughs> uh, I'm usually wanted for uh, the younger looking roles, so they yeah. want me to go a little higher. What was that? What would that what's, what's your like? porn voice sound like? Um, well, mostly moaning and things. But there was one scene where they wanted uh, my dad, dad, to come into the room, and I was supposed to act startled. So I was kind of just like, "Dad." <laughs> and they reworked that line like Can we five re- times. Re- let's reenact that. Okay, ready, Mark, go. Okay. Son, are you home? What are you doing in here? Why is your penis out? <laughs> that, that's actually almost exactly how it went. Except then, uh, you know, be like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Son, I want you to study hard for this test because you've been getting D's. Lots of D's. The big D's. I, the big D's. And I want you to get an A for anus. Uh, this was more like, uh, son, I know you're curious about sex. Um, here, let me help you. Put your hand here. And I'm like, oh, dad, I don't know. What are some of the things like people uh, don't really know about porn? Like something that you think people would be surprised by? Oh, there's a lot people would be surprised by. But yeah. um, what would be the one thing I'd want to tell people? Well, with porn, a lot of times you don't actually even like your co-stars. Um, and in some studios, they won't even let you touch each other off camera. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. wow. You don't really get to like build that intimacy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the positions, it's planned out beforehand, which mm -hmm. I'm sure some people could imagine. But like it really is just incredibly staged, at least for studio work. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's still fun. Every studio is completely different. I guess that's another good thing. And is, is it mostly people getting an injection in the penis so they're hard for four hours? Or is it just usually Viagra or something? Or... How does it usually work? Um, that comes down to the individual performer. Okay. I've seen both. I've done both, although Viagra doesn't really work for me. Not mm -hmm. sure why. Um, although I have done um, Trimix and Caverject before. I've had a six and a half hour boner. Um, oh, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> You're supposed to only have it for four hours, right? Or something? Or is six okay? Not really, but I was fine. <laughs> I heard from another adult film star that we talked to. He's just like, if you if you have a boner like that, the one thing you can do is like get into a hot tub because a hot tub might help dissipate it or something. I have tried that, and it, that, that usually doesn't work too well. Like a hot shower, um, Sudafed and the antidote, I've tried those. But hanging yourself upside down, that helps. Oh, really? Yeah. And how do you hang upside down? Like uh, Batman, <laughs> with the hooks, right? Grabbing kind of. Uh, the place I did it, they had uh, one of those inversion tables where you strap in your ankles and flip upside down. And did you know that would work, or did you just say, let me try this out? After six and a half hours, I tried everything. Oh, really? And you're like, finally, it's going away. Yeah. That, it might have been the time, but that, like, it, all the blood rushed <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah. And so for people that don't know, when you have an extended uh, period of time where you have a, a, an erection, um, it can cause a lot of health problems. and it, what happens is like your because that's your blood is locked in there, right? Mm -hmm. And so that tissue can die. I talked to one guy who was a he was a urologist and he had a guy come in and he said he had a boner. He was he said he was a young guy, probably 18, 19 years old. Mm -hmm. He goes, It was the biggest dick I had ever seen, and he had had a boner for like forty eight hours or twenty four something like that, twenty four hours. Too and long. he's just like he said he didn't take anything or whatever. And so he's like he didn't believe him. I'm like, what's gonna happen to him? He's like, I don't know, we might have to remove it. And I'm just kind of like, ouch. Ooh, that doesn't that sound fun. No, that doesn't sound fun at all. If that happened to me, I'd have to change my name. Mm -hmm. So have you ever had a scene where you're just like, this is just not going to work? <sighs> None where we actually fully stopped, but I did have one scene for college dudes where I was supposed to be bottoming, but then he could not keep it up, so we just had to flip instead. Oh, okay. And then he messed up the cum shot, so we had to come back after dinner. And all in all, it was a four and a half hour scene to film. How do you mess up a cum shot? Um, well, they, they had, um, us jerk off until we got close. And then for me, um, he, he was about to come and I was waiting to get in position and he didn't give me enough notice. So I wasn't in place. So they couldn't cut it together to be smooth. And it just, yeah, it didn't line up. So we had to redo it. Oh, and did, did they ever fake? Cause I understand that sometimes they fake the cum shot by putting fake jizz into a condom with a little hole in it. And then you kind of like just hold it underneath and you just squirt it when you're ready. Uh, not, I've only ever seen that in a different way, uh, mm -hmm. within a breeding where they'll like insert a tube, uh, with the, usually a mixture of water and lotion inside of you while the guy's dick is in you and inject it that way. Oh, so it looks, oh, so the, the, the tube is hidden. No, this, they inject it in and then they pull it out. So that's the, the fake cum is inside of you. So when they pull out, it comes out. Oh, clever girl. <laughs> clever, clever, clever. What other tricks of the trades are there? I'm fascinated um, by it. I'm not a huge consumer of porn. Like there's some people like you were mentioned, like I did scenes with this person, this person. I don't know anybody's name. I know very few people's names. But but Mark, um, you but, like the sort of the the mechanics of it, right? It's not the the process. It's not the end result as much as the how it's being made, too. Well, I mean, you know, there's something to be said for beautiful bodies and beautiful men and, Definitely you is. know, and there's and just, you know, there's so many different types mm -hmm. of men. Like, I know that some people are just like, I, this is the only kind of porn I want to watch, you know, where it's just like, I'm happy to watch twinks. I'm happy to watch bears. I'm happy to watch older, younger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just I have uh, more of a eclectic taste, but I probably say I probably watch about in a month, maybe 20 minutes of it. Mm -hmm. 
you know? Cool. Okay. And, and so, um, you know, this, where, the podcast is where so far us also talk about like what it takes to look the way you do. You yes. Know? So you're uh, working out five times a week. Is it full body workouts? Yeah. Five times a week. Um, mm-hmm. I vary my workouts a lot. I actually improvise my workouts at the gym. I don't plan anything beforehand. I just show up saying, um, right now I, d- I split it up chest and abs together. Although I work my abs every day and then everything in the arms, biceps, triceps, back, shoulders. I group those together because right now I'm working on my chest and abs more mm-hmm. than leg day, which I usually only do every other time because I do such heavy weights. I need long rest periods. Like, uh, I broke my leg pressing record recently, uh, 823 pounds, which oh I was very proud of. And, um, then I'll have usually two days in a row of resting, although it changes a lot because my schedule is so hectic. And how many reps did you do on that 860? Eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. Wow. I hope you're wrapping your knees. No. Oh, shit. my knees are very strong. My hips are the problem. These hips do lie. <laughs> Ooh, one's actually a little sore now, but that's from that's from something else. Well, we've, well, well you know. <laughs> oh, do tell. Uh, that's actually just from a different exercise at oh. the gym. Uh, mostly stretching, a little bit of overstretching. Are you big into like you do a lot of stretching beforehand and then go into the work? Um, I stretch as I work out. Mm-hmm. Um, right before I did um, that leg pressing with the 823 pounds, I did a uh, kick split on both sides. To make sure I can be strong and flexible. Mm-hmm. And you said you work your abs every single day, which is, uh, you know, for uh, unusual for a lot of people. A lot of some bodybuilders say like they're like, I don't ever work my abs. They just it, it comes in in the other workouts. Mm-hmm. And then some people are like once a week, every other day. But I know for porn, I read in an article years ago that somebody said that, you know, the key to porn back then in the day was like, you, it doesn't really matter what you look like as long as you have a flat stomach. That's definitely not true anymore, but something I've noticed, at least with um, abs, at least for me, is it's about how hard and often you work them. Like a seven minute ab workout with no weights is going to be more effective than a one minute workout with uh, like a torso rotation mm-hmm. machine. But then, of course, eating factors into it, I think, even more than that. Right. Because they say what well, the abs are made in the kitchen. Yep. And I have so, culinary training. Uh, yeah, actually, I've been asking a lot of uh, fitness professionals this question, and this is a question that you guys are asking a lot, is when do I train my abs? Uh, some people do train their abs at the beginning of the workout as a warm-up, but the official uh, the consensus is training them at the end of your workout, and usually don't do it. If you did it the day before, don't do it the next day. Um, and it's also a good thing to do um, to not train your abs on the day before you're going to do something that requires a lot of core strength, like legs or back work. So if you're going to train your chest the next day or chest oriented exercises, then that's the best time to uh, train your abs. But of course there's, you know, there's no shortage of disagreements about that as well, you know, and certainly, uh, you know, Danny, how do you feel about that advice? Like weighing in on it? I'd say um, what everyone should be doing is mm-hmm. listen to your body. Try things out for a couple of weeks and see what works, because what may work for one person won't work for you. Every body mm-hmm. is different. And sometimes a personal trainer, they may be able to help if they can see your progress. But it really is trying new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to look like a science experiment, you have to be a science experiment. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and maybe this is a question that uh, people ask a lot. And you work in an environment where people have all kinds of bodies. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I was like, you know, you know, we could look at your body and say, this is a, someone who doesn't use anabolic steroids, but you know, I'm sure that's a question you've sort of contemplated and had conversations about with the other people at the nightclubs. What kind of conversations have you had actually about it? Oh, about anabolic steroids? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mostly with my boyfriend because he's considered them, but the uh, side effects are something he wouldn't like. Um, what I've heard from most people is that if you're willing to risk the side effects, it's worth trying if you would like. Although from what I've heard, uh, injecting it is the most effective, but it, I don't know. It's something I wouldn't want to try just because I'm already a very emotional person. And I feel like just throwing off my hormones like that would not work well for me. And from what I've heard from, um, from other people who do try it is that has happened. Like a lot of the dancers at the lucky horseshoe, well, not a lot, a few of them have used them in the past or do use them now. Um, and they always say just 
make sure you're getting good ones if you are going to do it and stop at any point if it feels like anything's wrong. I have noticed that the dancers at the Lucky Horseshoe are a little beefier now than they were before. I, you know, 20 years ago, they were all just, you know, twinks and mostly very, very skinny. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was kind of like the uh, age of the twinks back in the like the 90s and early 2000s. And I mm -hmm. think we've kind of opened ourselves up to different types of bodies and different types of people. Mm -hmm. So I wondered if it was just, you know, a change in society or if just, you know, we're just getting some juiced up dancers. <laughs> well, that actually is uh, kind of interesting because there was a, yeah, 20 years ago they had a, a bit more twinks, but then there was one specific manager that was there who hired a lot of uh, muscular straight guys. And that only lasted for a few years, but more recently it's been just much more diverse with the new dance manager, who's also the general manager and the DJ. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me is like, you know, with anabolic steroids, um, I'm always like, if you want to do it, go for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's also, I think positioning the idea of like, you're going to get moody or, or, you know, start crying or angry and stuff like that. To me, it's a, a little bit transphobic because a lot of trans people do take anabolic steroids or, you know, or estrogen, uh, hormonal replacement therapy, and they're fine. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's not like we're, we're going to be like, you know, we, I don't want to create a, a perception for trans people being like, she's crazy because she takes estrogen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, right. and then part of it is, I think, you know, when somebody who doesn't look like you and you don't have a frame of reference gets really, really upset, then we tend to feel those feelings mm -hmm. deeper and sort of attribute it to dismissing it. You know, it, it is kind of like a sexist thing, right? It, to see a big bodybuilder and he's like, well, he's just having roid rage, you know? He's just, um, you know, he's just not managing his estrogen. And if we could just lower it a little bit, you know? And a lot of times, is that the, you know, is it the testosterone or is it the high blood pressure that comes along with that kind of stuff too That's sometimes, fair. right? Yeah, and in forms that I actually read, it's like blood pressure is the number one killer uh, it's not the estrogen. It's not the testosterone. It's that you're just putting more and more and more mass mm -hmm. into your body at a rate that your body is having a hard time adjusting it. And so, you know, there are doctors out there that will want you to tell them, I'm a bodybuilder, I'm taking anabolic steroids, and they will work with you. Mm -hmm. um, any doctor that sort of uh, judges you or makes you feel uncomfortable and doesn't take a harm reduction approach is not a doctor that has your best interests in their mind. And you can find somebody else. Mm -hmm. Find somebody else. Yeah. Don't ever see a doctor if they judge you for being gay or for having a lot of sex or taking anabolic steroids or drugs or anything like that, you know. Mm -hmm. That's not their job to judge you, just to make sure you're living your life healthfully, or at least give you advice on it. Which is why I said you always want to make sure if you're going to uh, use anabolic steroids, get them from a good source. Know your body. Know what you're getting into. Yeah, um, Kevy uh, is chiming in on. Uh, we're actually taking comments and questions from you guys. Uh, Kevy uh, from Camp Wanakiki. Say Kevy. Say Kevy. Bonjour. Bonjour. She says uh, yes. Do whatever makes you feel good about yourself mm -hmm. and your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing, you know, uh, my friend uh, Natasha Douglas, uh, who's uh, Joey the Giant now, um, she says, and she's come, actually coming back on the podcast, says oh, that the, the this is show is turning into Jenny Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I have no friends anymore because I've got too many muscles. I'm too, my muscles are too sexy and my friends can't handle it. <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. Oh, really? Have you gotten some crap from people? Um, not usually about my muscles necessarily, but they say... Um, they usually don't say anything. They'll just stop hanging out with me because I just I get too much attention from other people and mm. it's just a bit much for them. I could see myself being jealous, like if I'm trying to talk to you at a nightclub or a social environment and everyone's like, Danny Wilcox, I loved your last video. It was so beautiful. I came twice. Yeah, <laughs> you're like twice. Only twice. Get out of here. <laughs> I was just thinking a lot of people usually say more than that. It's like, oh, by 10 seconds in, I came seven times. All right. Oh, wow. uh, what kind of supplements do you recommend, Danny Wilcox, besides creatine and protein? Oh, I'm not I'm not a person to really ask about supplements. I don't take them too often. Uh, my boyfriend knows way more about it. He actually. Used... Why isn't he here? He should, we should have had a double date. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. He would have loved Next that. Next time. Next time. Next time. No, the only supplements I take are um, uh, anti-inflammatory ones for my digestive system. And what um, are you taking for that? 
Um, I take a pill that's turmeric, ginger, and garlic, and then uh, um, fish oil. And I take a vitamin D3 one, but that's also in the winter, just since there's not as much sun. That's great. We also we take those as well. We take uh, turmeric, and I'm a huge believer in uh, raw garlic. Anytime I feel like I'm going to get sick or I'm run down, or we had Damon L. Jacobs, mm-hmm. a guest on the podcast a few days ago, and he, he had a cold, and so I'm just like, I'm taking the garlic right now as preemptive. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I wrote down a list of some of the things um, here. I'm not a fan of uh, creatine. You know, don't if you have it, use it. It works a little bit, but my personal experience with creatine, and I'll never get a supplement company to sponsor this show because I think creatine's garbage. And if why do you not, what do you not like about it? Uh, I just feel like it taxes your organs, and I'm like, if you're going to tax your organs, take anabolic steroids. You know, if you're yeah. going to smoke cigarettes. Quit smoking and, and you want to build muscle, mm-hmm. do the anabolic steroids. Like people are always like have this kind of like purity complex, right? They're all like, I don't want to be one well, of those and what people. Is, yeah. Creatine swells the muscle so they look full. It right? hydrates your, it mus- hydrates your, your muscle. muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. And ideally, you know, that, that the idea is that it's supposed to, you know, make your muscles bigger, but it is hydrating them by taxing. I feel like mm-hmm. it taxes your organs too much. So I'm not a fan of that. Uh, caffeine also, like I'm, I'm a caffeine junkie, first one to admit, but I will never recommend it for anybody, especially like pre-workouts. And they put oh. creatine and, and caffeine in a lot of those, mm-hmm. especially yeah. like when people uh, use energy drinks, because I use energy drinks, or at least mm-hmm. I used to a lot before working out, and all of them seem to have creatine now. Yeah, and so, so any, you know, I'm like, oh, no. there are, and you can actually, um, there are videos on, the, on YouTube mm-hmm. where you can you find um, citrulline, and other powders, uh, you can do make your own pre-workout. It's way cheaper. Oh, I want to get into that. And you basically buy a blender and you just mix all that stuff and you don't you don't have to because they put all these weird things and fillers and, uh, you know, sweeteners flavors. and flavors. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. you don't need any of that. Uh, saw palmetto, uh, especially for men over 35, protect your prostate. Tudka. T-U-D-C-A, uh, it protects your liver. Um, carbolin is something that we've been taking. Is that mm-hmm. the thing that we take out, uh, we put that in our protein drink after our mm-hmm. workout? Because, it, and one of the things is, is like, you know, uh, the stress hormone is, it kills muscle. Um, so if you're stressed at work, if you're fighting with your uh, significant other, if you're road raging, angry at the world, f- try to find some peace in the world because Hating on others is not good for your health, and it's definitely not good for your physique. That's why I use weed as a pre-workout supplement. Do you do you toke sometimes? Oh, all the time or all? not all the time? Sometimes it does help with like uh, wrist pain as well. Mm-hmm. Like before a workout, usually just uh, a little bit um, smoking in the car beforehand. Arnold Schwarzenegger would do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works really. I've well. done it, but I've gotten so stoned before that I'm just like, <laughs> I can't. I don't. What did I smoke? What? I, where? What, I gotta get out of here. I've oh, left yeah. the gym before because I've been too high. Yeah, that's why I've yeah. been uh, lately. I've been trying uh, something with a little bit more CBD, like a five to one CBD mm-hmm. to THC, so that way I can just feel more clear headed. Because sometimes I'll just get a little distracted, and it takes me a bit longer to get changed in the locker room or get focused when I'm actually lifting the weights. Since I mm-hmm. do improvise my workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of it is, you know, you want to be aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing, too, that other people don't realize that, you know, when you're working out and pushing yourself really hard, uh, it's building up toxins in your body. And, you know, giving yourself, think about, you know, the concept of progressive overload. Everybody thinks it's just more and more and more and more like this infinite mountain. But it is more like breathing where you're growing and then you're lightening the load for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and then you're, you know, so usually like a four week push to two week deloading is a wonderful, and I'm starting at my age of 50. I'm now finally figuring that out. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a big, well, you're nodding in agreement here. Mm-hmm. Well, um, something I realized was that I wanted to mm-hmm. get bigger. So I started lifting heavier weights, but that's not on its own going to really do that. Um, eventually I started getting like more pains because I was pushing myself too hard. So I'll back off for a little bit on weights. I'm actually about to reduce the amount. Um, I've been working on my legs so that way they can just get a little bit more rest. Like my left hip was hurting Mm. because I was just doing too much weight while squatting. Also just doing a lot of different weird moves when squatting. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stop for a little bit, shred for a little bit, 
Um, I, right now I've been intermittent fasting, um, but I'm going to get back up with weights once I feel like my body's rested and ready for it. People ask us about intermittent fasting all the time, and you, you're a proponent, right? Mm-hmm. I am, but you have to make sure um, you know how to do it right. Although I can't necessarily say what is right. I know what works for me. Mm-hmm. I usually won't fast for more than a day, two at most. But Oh, I, so you, you will go 24 hours without eating. Mm-hmm, but sometimes that just happens because I'm really busy and food isn't always a priority for me. But I like to do uh, my cardio. What kind cardio. of human being are you that you're like, <laughs> I could just go a day without eating? I mean, I wouldn't last four hours. <laughs> I, just, I, I wouldn't last four minutes. <laughs> no, I can last four hours without eating. But I'm just kind of like the whole, you know, I was just too busy to eat. I didn't think about it. And I'm just kind of like. What do you think about if you're not thinking about food? <laughs> I know for me, it stems from just not having the healthiest relationship mm-hmm. with food, which well. is part of why I wanted to learn how to cook. So that yeah. way I could just always be able to provide for myself. But usually I won't eat before a workout because mm-hmm. I know uh, fasted cardio can help you uh, burn fat a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will have some protein afterwards, uh, cool down and then have usually a relatively large meal. Well, they do say like the intermittent fasting helps release human growth hormone, which is important for, you know, building your body, helping Mm -hmm. your body heal from all the torturous things we put it through. Yeah. And then you uh, you do get past a threshold um, typically where you don't really feel the hunger as much anymore, although that's usually feel like (laughs) it's like if uh, it's like after you work out your abs really hard and they're sore, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel bad. No, you just, it's, it's your just stomach's sore. not grumbling and like trying to eat itself. And oh, it is. It's just you're not you, getting you don't angry care. at people. And no, nope, not for me. Okay, but uh, my boyfriend also does it a lot. But he fasts much more seriously than I do. And what's his of, fasting like? Um, I know he restricts as well. He'll have me um, like a breakfast of a can of tuna with the juice drained, so there's less salt. And then for dinner, he'll have like some chicken, so maybe 500 calories for three days in a row. Um, well, wow. but not like total, but like per day. Um, and he doesn't eat until after he's done with his workout. That's when he has his tuna. Is your boyfriend in the same line of work as you are? No, he is a lawyer. Oh. Uh, Darren Sabuk Saint Aluk says, uh, such a gorgeous, sexy trio. This is a question that we get asked a lot uh, on the podcast is, um, you know, do you have sex with the guests? <laughs> And we try not to because part of it is that we just want try. to. We try not to, right? Or, or I don't want to disappoint you, but you know, <laughs> you know part of it is it, it's just we want to be in a situation where you're not feeling pressured as a guest to you know have sex as in exchange for a, a positive outcome of something, right? And you know, I imagine that you, as a, somebody who collaborates on videos for mm-hmm. your OnlyFans account. Um, do you have to ask that question? Like, you know, like, what are we going to do? What you're not going to do? Like, in, in terms of, do you share the revenue? Like, how does that work exactly? Um, the, the revenue yeah. usually depends on your independent pages. The uh, content is what's really shared. Usually, um, I try to make sure both people have all of the raw footage. Um, although whoever's editing it, uh, I've been doing more and more editing lately. I'll usually have it. Then mm. we each post it independently. We try to do it at the same time. I have worked with some people who don't have accounts, and I'll just get paperwork, a 2257, pictures of them holding their ID, all that. But when it comes to what we're actually going to do, we will get together beforehand and sit and kind of discuss our expectations, mm-hmm. sometimes have specific positions in mind or things we want to do. Uh, I just don't like going into it blind at all, and I never expect anything in particular until it's said out loud. And, you know, to plug it, uh, if people just search on those, um, you know, mm-hmm. subscription-based websites, it's Danny Wilcox with two X's. Two X's, no spaces, and that's the same on Twitter, although I'm shadow banned, so you have to click go to to find it. Um, and yeah, Just for Fans is the same as well, but Instagram is Danny underscore Wilcox. And, and, and I guess, uh, cause so it's not like the Wilcox with one X was taken. Oh no. Um, why, why two X's and not three or seven or you know, well, I was thinking about it and I wanted it to be yeah. obvious. It wasn't my real name. Sure. So uh, more than one X, but then three just felt a little too porny. And then four <laughs> just seemed obscene. <laughs> like imagine just like typing that out or like what mm-hmm. I haven't worked on my signature much recently, but like just X, 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 X. Well, we, we talked to a porn, uh, porn star a few years ago and he said, you know, if you, how to make it in the business today is just have three X's in your name on Twitter. Cause like they'll find you. People will look, they're scouting. They're trying to find people. Uh, cause you're always, you know, you always need new flesh for, for the fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do sometimes feel like, you know, my friends who uh, are in this line of business, they're all like, when are you going to tape a sh video with me, Fausto? When are you going to collaborate? Collaborate with me. And I'm just like, is this not enough? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I'm the camera's on me 24 hours a day. You know? It's hard being that sexy. It is. It's, you know, the more muscle you put on, the easier it is to get the sex you want. And and sometimes like people ask me this question and I turn this to you guys. It's like, you know, why are you doing this? Like, why are you putting yourself through this? Because, you know, there's some people with, you know, don't have a jacked up body and they're getting fine and they're having a happy life and mm -hmm. having the sex that they want. Why yeah. are you doing this? Uh, well, I do it because, yeah, my body leads to revenue, but working out just makes me feel good. I feel at home in a gym. I know how to use the equipment. I don't have to talk to someone unless I really want to. Um, the endorphin rush is always amazing. And I just love looking at myself in the mirror. I'm not my own type. And for years, I kind of hated myself because I would look look in the mirror and just be like, oh, who are you? Like, that's not somebody I would want to have sex with or even just be around. But there, there's a lot of other things to unpack there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm not my own type, but um, I like how muscle looks and I like how it looks on me. Um, this is a great qu uh, question from Nick. And I would want you guys, Mark, especially to weigh in on this. Mm -hmm. um, I hate my body. I don't feel like I'm big at all. I'm always seeing guys younger and much bigger. And it kind of upsets me and puts me in a bad headspace sometimes. Hence why I don't really want to be on social media or Instagram or Facebook or even Scruff and Grinder, Snapchat, BGC, Christian Mingles. Uh, I don't want to be on them because it just reminds me of what I don't have. Mm. That's my biggest struggle right now is comparing myself to, you know, others and hating on myself. Even at the gym, when I see bigger guys, I feel intimidated and can't help but compare my body to theirs or even the young, super ripped buff guys like Danny. I've been trying to get better, but so many times I lose my motivation because of it. Mm -hmm. wow. I've, I've actually uh, encountered that a lot with friends I've worked out with. Um, one of my closest friends, he's more of like a bear cub type. He's almost uh, 200 pounds, but my height. And whenever we're at the gym, what I always do, because um, he would always compare himself to other people, or especially to me, which first of all, the only person you should compare yourself to is who you want to be and work towards that. But I always point out when other people are working out wrong to distract them. So just look at other people working out and think more about the workouts they're doing. If they look how you want to look, maybe take notes. It could help you learn a little bit. But also social media is everyone's presenting their, maybe not their best self, but um, an idealized version of themselves. A lot of people seeing my Instagram may think that I'm always partying and I'm always out and I'm always doing things, but it's my job, I'm not. And sometimes I don't look as pretty. Do you want to hang out at a bar or a gym? I'd honestly rather hang out at a gym. Those are some wise words there. I think also, it's, you know, I think it's just natural to compare yourself to other people. Yeah. I mean, even as little kids, you're always like, let me see your penis. You know, like, you know that kind of thing. You're just like, you want to, you want to explore, you want to look at people. And that can, can bring up uh, some ideas of jealousy. But, you know, you have to figure out how as an adult you're going to deal with that mm -hmm. and uh, maybe channel that. Be like, uh, do I, do I want to get that big? Is that who I want to be? And if so, work towards that goal. But you know what? There's always going to be somebody bigger. And you look at somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger and you put him even at his prime next to some other people and they're taller than he is. They're wider than he is. But mm -hmm. I mean, Arnold had that form that everybody just loved, you know, and he would call people like, hey, Big Eddie, you know, because like this guy's like a, a foot taller than him. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always going to have that. And he just has this like and shining the, personality, yeah. too. And they've done like studies so, like with your like sexual rival, mm -hmm. you know, and one of those things is, is in size does matter to some people. They're just kind of like if, if you if we're both going after the same guy but I might be taller than somebody else. The, the shorter person might be jealous of the taller person or the bigger person. The same can be done with the muscles, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is considered the greatest of all time, not necessarily because of his physique, but because he helped popularize something that was seen as weird and taboo and underground and subculture. You know, he was, mm -hmm. he was the star of the film pumping iron, which deserves its own episode of let's grow big together. 
And, you know, in that film, he shines not just as a bodybuilder, but as a personality, as a, as a insanely charismatic, charming, witty, brilliant person who throughout the course of his life, you know, um, has had some regrettable moments. But he's somebody who's always advocated for LGBT acceptance and equality, except mm -hmm. when he was governor of California. But eventually uh, he set up a situation where California districts could not be gerrymandered. And so basically when he left as Republican governor of California, he forever gave it to Democrats and California and the rest of the country became, you know, marriage equality. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger says today that um, bodybuilding is suffering because of homophobia, that yeah. there's people are afraid to look at men and say, you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm not afraid to, I mean, you are beautiful and, and As I hope you. that you, and you're like, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> what is it in dynasty? They said, Dominique, Dominique, what did she say? You are beautiful. You were correct. You are correct. I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> where RuPaul gets it from. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and I hope that people, regardless of their gender identity and desires can see the beauty in other people. And, and it's like, it's a, and it's something like, just because somebody looks better than you doesn't mean you're worse. You know, mm -hmm. Mark's, Mark's catchphrase is, I'm sorry that my beauty oppresses you. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Oh, yeah. And there's always going to be somebody who finds you beautiful. And like thinking back to Arnold, he probably didn't always love his body. He probably didn't always love everything about it. But you get one body in this life. Mm -hmm. You can either spend your life hating it or work towards liking it. Like when you're a kid, you may not like coffee or broccoli, but as an adult, you might come around. Mm. That's a, uh, you know, I think it's important in terms of like even people who like don't like the way they look. Remember that most anorexics or people who exercise to excess that requires medical treatment, um, you know, body dysmorphia is the term that we hear a lot. People with body dysmorphia actually have a very, very accurate perception of their bodies. They know exactly how much they weigh. They know what their chest, waist size is. They just don't like the way they look. They have really high expectations that sometimes those expectations can't be met. And when they are met, they are harmful to them to the point that they can't continue to live or be connected to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, and I say to other to my friends is sometimes like, look, if you're going to have a relationship with me, you have to understand that sometimes I will not be able to participate in things with you because I'm dedicated to being a bodybuilder and to winning a sword. <laughs> Do you know they give out swords now? You, yeah, you had mentioned that. And I just, uh, it's not something I would ever expect for a bodybuilding competition. Yeah. So I guess that, you know, they used to give out trophies. They used to give out uh, medals and now they're giving out swords. And so there's these uh, competitions and these guys kind of look like an Oscar statue you know, and I'm just like, I want that sword, you know, because in the past, like I would see I'm not a competitive person, mm -hmm. but Mark made this video with Victoria Lamar. That's so funny about the crown and yeah, <laughs> the well, beauty pageant. Went, yeah. You want that crown? You want that crown? You got to fight for that crown. And now I'm like, I want that sword. I'm going to willing to get anything it takes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I've gotten like kind of crazy, like like drag queens do for pageants. I'm like, I see that sword and I want it so bad. What am I willing to do to get it? To mm. taste the sweet nectar of victory. I'm actually in a uh, similar place right now because on Wednesday, is, they're bringing back the annual dancer showcase at the Lucky Horseshoe, which hasn't happened since 2020 in January. So it's the best of the best. Everyone competes in a category and then all the winners compete to be the best of the best. I don't know what the prize is, but I want those bragging rights. What? Ask them if they give you a sword. I should ask about that. They probably <laughs> just give you like a coupon to not show up to work one day or something oh yeah they were like you got a drink trick trick it trick it yeah we don't even get free drinks there but so that probably is something they would do Here, here's a drink ticket we'll I, see. you know i'm not going to comment on how anybody else runs their business but i wish that you know nightclubs in general paid their employees and entertainers more just because of the fact that like 
they have clearly have the money to do so, you know? Well, also just the pandemic has impacted the entertainment industry so hard. A lot of people aren't tipping as heavily as they used to before. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it varies from night to night, varies with the weather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Percival, uh, who's in Shanghai, wants us to do a shout out to him. Fausto, how about a shout out on your next podcast for your listener stuck in his apartment for 37 days now? Wow. Yikes. I was with- telling people about you, Percival. Uh, with no end in sight. Yeah, that's me. Percival, stuck in Shanghai. Sucks right now. Do some exercises. Do some push-ups. Do some calisthenics. I don't you know, but at a certain point, you just have to... Um, uh, uh, don't worry about that, Mark. Okay. Uh, Mark's like... The, the, it the says stream. 9.45. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, part of it is like the... The... Um, the you got me distracted. With oh, Percival and, and uh, being yeah. up there for 37 days. You know, yeah. part of it is like, you know, your mental health and wellness is, is tied to your ability to move around. Right. And oh, yeah. so it's tricky because, you know, sometimes you're just like stuck in your home when you're isolating during the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just like, I don't think I've ever been as depressed uh, as feeling hopeless, you know, and just know that this will eventually come to pass. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be forever, but and China's super strict. Yeah. Like there's armed guards probably outside of his apartment building, making sure nobody leaves mm-hmm. because but, his area is like it has been, you know, and it, it, uh, just a few cases of COVID will set them off. Oh know? yeah, but with uh, modern technology, um, Percival, you're never really alone. You can always still talk to people. We're talking to you now, and I'm yeah. hoping that at least makes it a little better. Yeah, that's so true. Look, blow him a kiss. Oh, so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mental health is very important to me. I actually minored in psychology in college, and I have interest in pursuing a PhD in it in the future. So be careful what you say, Mark, because... What? He knows what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take the telepathy That's course That's fine. Uh, Jay from Vancouver. I want to be worshipped. Muscle you, worshipped? Muscle worshipped. How does how's he look? He looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you recommend about finding people to worship me? <laughs> I'm like, bitch, what do I am I your pimp? <laughs> uh Twitter, Twitter. Scruff, Grinder. I, I usually kind of find stuff. those people who want to get into muscle worship living far away from my live. Mm. And I feel a little weird doing that sometimes. Uh how do I get how do you get the sex that you want? When everybody in your neighborhood says, not into that. Have them fly you out. <laughs> like, you want to worship me? Fly me out. I'll come. Exactly. What is it Eartha Kitt uh, once time said to the organizers of the Houston Gay Pride Parade? They're like, you're not going to be part of the Gay Pride Parade tomorrow? And she's like, if you want me, bring me back. Find me a gig. Because, mm-hmm. honey, this doesn't come cheap. <laughs> You know, and part of it is like all you have to like uh, that's uh, Terry Gross's uh, memoirs. uh, All I have to do is ask. All you have Mm -hmm. to do is ask. You can always ask. All I did was ask. All I did was ask. I ask all the time for the kind of sex that I want to have. And all most of the time I get no. Yeah. Or silence. The energy you put out is the energy you get back. Like I don't really have to look for sex being a, a Oh, a decently well-known porn star. People come to me all the time, but that's because I give out a lot of sexual energy and I make myself available for people to talk to me. But if you are getting a little resentful or you're feeling a little bitter, that will show. So you got to have a little bit of patience mm-hmm. and just really put that energy out. Put that good energy. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes at you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, because you're like, oh, I'm so sexy. and Everybody wants some little piece of me. And, and, and I'm just like, oh, well, I'm, you not have to, I'm just realistic. Th- th- that's one of the things, though, too, is the thing that I, I really appreciate when you when you're with somebody or mm-hmm. even any kind of relationship, whether it's sexual or not, is enthusiasm. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, want yeah. people to be excited about you. You want people to be excited about what you're doing. I mean, there's something to be said for playing it kind of cool, but uh, you know, you want to be wanted, and you want people to want you. Well, you, mm-hmm. Mark, you're more a person who you're not asking. Usually, people asking you for things, right? It's like you like to be chased. I typically, but I also think maybe that's just uh, low self-esteem, and I don't like rejection. <laughs> but I do want to be appreciated. Man, you know, I, like, I do like to be the pretty one sometimes. We, you know? When we say man's rejection is God's protection, honey, it's like if that person said, I don't want to have sex with you, you, you might smell like farts. Or maybe you like 
farts and he doesn't smell like farts, but you know, it, it part of it is, is like, there are many fish in the sea and these days with these dating apps and hookup apps and Instagram and social, mm-hmm. is there a muscle mm-hmm. worship app? Not really, but you know, just, uh, present, you Should know, be. get the photo Let's that you want to be right. <laughs> We're working on it. Uh, make the photos and the profile that reflects your true desires. And sometimes people don't want to be rejected or want to be ridiculed. You know, uh, Joey's going to come back on the podcast and talk about how he's just like lost friendships. Cause he, you know, put his drag career aside and he put his heart and soul and energy into being a competitive bodybuilder and mm-hmm. like me at, at an age where we're just like, you should be retired. You should not do anything. Cause you're, Oh, <laughs> why even have dreams anymore? Yes, you should Shouldn't just, you just dry into dust and blow away with the wind. And one day, you know, I am part vampire and I will cease to exist and I'll discover that I should have died 100 years ago and go <gasps> and then disappear into the ether. But until that day comes, I'm still here like gum on your shoe and I'm hard to get rid of. This has a little flavor if you pick it up and chew it, I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just lick it a little bit. Get it soft. Get Pull it the dog hairs out. You know, so, so part of it is that one, one question that I actually ask people is like, do you enjoy flexing your muscles? Do you enjoy being oiled up? Do you like doing that for somebody else? Do you want to do that for, for another person? And sometimes they go, that's weird, man. <laughs> what are you, greasy? You're going to touch I, a human being? How, how, what? And other times they're like, There's an oil. That's for the pan. Get over here right now. I have some Pam cooking spray and a boner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to use that in one of my videos. Oh, my God. Kitchen themed. Oh, this is another another thing that I wanted to uh, wrap up here because, you know, you're a nightclub entertainer. Uh huh. And we all heard RuPaul throw this line all the time and to the point that it's almost become a, a, a false belief that everybody unconditionally accepts. And this is the, the phrase, you're born naked and the rest is drag. And it's this idea that the person you present to the world, whether it's on stage or off stage in the, in the street, everything is fake. It's an artifice. It's a, something you constructed. Maybe uh, something you created out of your subconscious, mm-hmm. but it's something that is fake. And I'm going to flip that script and say, you know what? Whether you're on stage, whether it's Danny Wilcox or the person behind Danny Wilcox, both are the real you. There's That's different actually, sides of I was you. just talking to my friend about that because he was saying, uh, referring to Danny and um, my real name as yeah. like different people and um, saying it was a different persona. And I was kind of like, no, it's all still me. Even if I did change my voice as Danny or Minx, my drag persona. Um, it's still me and that's just a different version of me. Like whether I'm wearing a green shirt or a blue shirt, I'm still me, whether I'm Danny or Minx, I'm still me. Well, and you know, with bodybuilding, everybody says like, this is not a real sport or it's not a real pastime or it's not really this or really that. And you know, gay men are not really men and trans women are not really women. And this is not really this. And I'm just like, you know, I reject your, this decision for me of what is real and what isn't. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to live my best authentic life and pursue my dreams fearlessly. Yeah. With and if that means mm-hmm. being hot, ripped and muscle, then so be it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it means wearing a tiara or, or mm-hmm. oiling you up with Pam cooking spray at three in the morning. You don't okay. use Pam, do you? No, you want to use a, a Neutrogena massage oil. Mm-hmm. You want to use sesame. What? I like Crisco personally. Crisco is good for the anus, but I don't think you're going to want to use it on the rest of your body. The thing about it is you don't want to plug up your pores, you know? And, and one thing is like one thing that everybody loves to use is a silicone based lubricant. And that is terrible for your skin. It's coconut oil. That's what I like. Coconut oil's good. You know, anything that's good for massage therapy. Hey, well, the Greeks used olive oil and it seemed yeah. to work for them. Yeah. I've yeah. jerked off with olive oil. I've jerked off with butter. How was that? It was, you know, when you're a teenager, what are you going to do? <laughs> Sometimes you're just like, I need margarine or oil or something. Oh, I've used you after know, sun like aloe gel um, like his lube before. My friend used laundry detergent. He wasn't able to jerk off for like three or four days because it burned surprised. his skin so bad. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And the worst thing you can use uh, is, new, uh, what is that? Noxema. <laughs> Vicks Vapor Rub. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's really bad. That's, that'll uh, get you itchy down below. 
honey. Um, Danny Wilcox, people can follow you on OnlyFans, right? Mm-hmm. OnlyFans, Twitter, just for fans, Instagram. And, and yeah, as uh, just by searching Danny Wilcox with two X's, right? Yes. Although on Twitter, you yeah. have to click go to and um, on the other platforms, pretty easy to find. And you're going to give us a shout out. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, yeah. I'll post about this. I'll give you guys a shout out. Will you will you say that like Mark and Faust are sexier in person than they are in real life? Oh, well, I mean, I'm experiencing you in person, so it's just stating the facts. Oh, oh well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Danny. I'm realistic. Yeah, and you know, folks, uh, looking, <laughs> let's grow big together. What's the name of the show? I don't even know. LGBT. LGBT is uh, made possible because of financial support of fabulous people like you. Uh, you can go to feastofun.com slash donate and make a one-time donation or subscribe to our plus site and access thousands of legendary podcasts mm-hmm. without any ads because mm-hmm. ads suck. Yeah. You know, unless you're paying for it. That, yeah. I love your ads. They're great. <laughs> it's the Feast of Fun. Our only fans is feastofun.com slash plus. But there's no, <laughs> this is as sexual as it gets, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, part so of it is far, but the mind is the sexual object, honey. It's your greatest sex organ is the brain. Yeah, yeah that's right. Some sexuality now. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, your skin is the largest organ in your body. Mm-hmm. And your brain is the largest sex organ. Oh, it definitely is. Although mine's pretty close. What is it? Hmm? I was talking about my penis. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, that's that's a joke that I made one time at the gym to the straight guy. He was like, oh, man, my my legs are so sore today. You know, I can barely walk. And I was just like, well, they are, you know, the second largest sex organ in your body, you know. And and uh, the guy was like, well, what's the first one? And I said, my dick. And he just was like, ah, he thought it was the funniest thing. So for about a month, every time he saw me, he's like, Fausto, my dick, (laughs) my dick, my dick. And I'm just like, (laughs) straight guys, straight guys and their dicks. I was like, oh, my God. Hey, I'm also competing on a bodybuilding competition in a year and a half from now. And I do need sponsors. Uh, if you want to uh, help pay for my coach and my food and my uh, lubricants, <laughs> no oils, because uh, everybody loves Limits. a greasy Fausto, um, go to <laughs> <laughs> hashtag. Uh, what is it? No dollar sign uh, on cash app Fausto Furnos or Venmo Feast of Fun or PayPal PayPal dot me slash Feast of Fun. And of course. We appreciate all your support that you guys have done. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate Danny Wilcox for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, you so much so for, much for watching. Time. I'm, I'm glad you came. It was a pleasure to, to, to meet you and to get to know you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again. Hey, well, if you want to do a double date with my boyfriend. That sounds like a fun time. What kind of double date? We can go out for sushi. Oh, I love sushi. Pizza. It's a great place Could right it be a there. cheat day? I, I usually do a cheat item per day. Oh, I really? Love a cheat day. Oh. Oh, that kind of a day. I thought it was uh, one of those, you know, Pam cooking spray days. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.